what you say actually matters. If you're putting your house on the market, be careful on what words you use. Hey, San Antonio, I'm Robert Ott with Three Piece Real Estate, licensed at Remax North here in the great city of San Antonio, and this is my podcast, Bear With Me. Today we are talking about what words not to use in your real estate listing. If you're putting your house on the market, your words matter. If you use the wrong words, potential buyers might not even bother checking out your house. We have a lot to go over today, so bear with me. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Bear With Me. Most of my clients putting their homes on the market are anxious to sell it quickly and move on but they also want the best possible price. So today's real estate listing venues, many of which are online, provide sellers this great platform for showcasing their house. Sellers can even offer details about things that make their home special, going far and beyond the data like the age of the house and its location. But I always say to be cautious because setting unreasonable terms or misrepresenting your property can anger and even discourage a lot of potential buyers, possibly even causing a buyer to walk away from a contract. So if you want the sale of your home to go smoothly, here are a few things you shouldn't say in your real estate listing. So the first thing that you should not put on your listing is that your asking price is firm. Some sellers don't like haggling, so they'll publish their bottom dollar price and then they plan on refusing to budge. While that might work in a super hot housing market, stating that you won't negotiate on your asking price will determine to so many potential buyers that they shouldn't even bother to look at your house. So in a typical real estate deal, after the initial offer and all the counter offers, the final agreed upon sales price is often about 2 to 3% below the original asking price. So to increase the odds, that you will end up at the price that you're looking for, have your house professionally appraised and have your agent do CMAs and then set your asking price maybe slightly higher to give yourself some negotiation room. Another thing that you shouldn't put on your listing is that you won't sell unless you find a new home. If you really want to sell your house, don't tell potential buyers that you won't sell until you find a new home that you like. We get it, no one wants to move out of their house until they find a new home to move into. But buyers really don't like making offers on homes that they might not ultimately get to buy. So instead, ask for an extended closing period, such as like 60 or 90 days, instead of the traditional 30 days. And if you find your new home, you can even close earlier, but if not, at least you've bought yourself a little bit of time to go house hunting. So another thing I don't recommend is listing your appliances as part of the deal. So moving large appliances like refrigerators or ranges is a pain in the neck for most sellers. So many sellers just kind of prefer to just leave the appliances and buy new ones in their new home. And that's fine. Just don't list them as going with the house. If you do, the appliances just like the rest of the house will be subject to inspection. And if one of them doesn't make the grade, the buyer can be able to back out of the contract because it's not working. So if a buyer asks whether the appliances are available, you can say you'll leave them, but you won't guarantee them. And then put this in the written addendum of the contract. Just talk to your agent about that. 
or as an alternative, you can sell the appliances yourself before you leave. A few words not to advertise is that you're a motivated seller. At least don't start out by stating that you're a motivated seller because the term really smells of desperation and can encourage prospective buyers to make lowball offers because they're going to think that you're going to have to take the deal. So rather, describe your house to the best of your ability and don't overprice it. Odds are if the housing market is stable in your community and houses similar to yours are selling well, you could get a decent offer within the first few weeks. That could net you a thousands of dollars more than if you've claimed that you're just a motivated seller. So when you're putting your house online, choose images that match the description of your house. So potential buyers will sense a scam if your listing text and photos do not match up. So if you describe your backyard as like an English garden, be sure to include the photos of the garden. You know, the same goes for the interior rooms and any features that you really want to highlight. Always back up your claims with photographic evidence. And that's why listing photos are so important. So one of the cardinal sins of house listings is that you use poorly lit, unprofessional photos. And this goes the same with rental properties too. I mean, your listing description should be 100%, even if it's 100% perfect, without good images that send a clear signal that you're really not proud of your house. So hire a professional photographer. It really is the best way to show off your space and to show how glorious your home is. The next thing you don't want to say on your listing is that you won't accept contingency offers. So a contingency offer is an offer made by someone who wants to buy your house, but may require additional time to arrange financing or may need to sell an existing home before closing on yours. So while you may grimace at contingency offers, don't exclude them right off the bat. Instead, if you like the other terms of the buyer's offering, accept the offer, but insist on the first right to refusal. That way, although your house is under contract, you can continue to show it to other prospective buyers. So if you get a better offer, the first buyer must find a way to remove the contingency and purchase your house within a set time, usually within two to four days. So as a real estate agent, when I'm searching for homes for my buyer, I always see this mistake. Homeowners and their agents list the home as is. So when potential buyers and their agents see as is in a real estate listing, they picture this depleted home with a sinking foundation and a leaky roof. If your home could use some repairs and you really don't want to tackle the projects yourself, don't draw attention to the problems by saying as is. Instead, list your home's strong points, then detail its defects in the seller's disclosure form where potential buyers will see this when they're making an offer. So remember, when you're putting your home up for sale, always be honest. Don't overestimate your living space or fudge your house's material facts. Buyers rely on this information in your listing and if you misstate the age of the house or you exaggerate the size of the lot, at best, you could lose your potential buyer. And at worst, you could be facing a lawsuit of misrepresentation. So just be honest and double check your listing for typos. You know, a buyer who thinks you have 20 acres won't be happy to discover that you only have two. Okay, so that is it for this podcast. Hopefully you got some value out of this podcast or at least have the understanding on what you say 
does matter. Once again, I am Robert Ott with Remax North San Antonio, and thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Goodbye. 